Hey, entrepreneurs, it's your podcast mogul, Phil Better here. I am excited for this episode, as as I know you are. Before we jump into this episode, I'm going to ask you, if you are also a podcaster and you're looking to grow your podcast or monetize your podcast, make sure you stay till the end of the episode. I have a special deal for you or a special offer, if you will. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another amazing episode of Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm, of course, your host with the most Phil Better, and I'm very, very excited to talk to our guest today. They have been, for over three decades, have built a successful career in sales and marketing. They've worked with clients in a wide range of verticals, including pharmaceuticals, biomedical, manufacturing, logistic, financial service, and the big dollar one, government defense contractors. He's the owner and VP of marketing and sales at Rogers Marketing, winner of several multi-million dollar sales awards, the Velocity Award for Growth, and the Heavy Hitter Award for Large Accounts. Our guest and his wife, Lori, are the creator owners of the Positive Action Process, using scientifically proven activities to increase the quality of life and business through creativity, autism, and positivity. These two entrepreneurs started the nonprofit phase parents assisting special educators and phase after 21 for special needs adults his first pub- public public uh, wow i wish i could speak better his first public book is bar tips which draws on the lessons learned during his years as a bartender which he's applied for success in sales please welcome our amazing guest neil rogers neil thank you so much for being here hi phil how you doing good to see you thanks for having me on Oh, it's, I'm doing great. I'm excited to have you on because you have three decades worth of experience that I want to draw from so my audience can uh, take their life to the next level and invest in themselves. But before we jump into that, I gave you this glowing intro, which uh, is kind of hard for me because you're from, you know, an enemy uh, place in my hockey heart, but I had to, you know, you're, you're from the Boston area, Massachusetts, you know, but it's fine. As a Montreal fan, I can put that aside for the education of my fans and audience. But please, can you introduce yourself to my audience? Just so we're clear on this, that's Larry Bird right there. So that means, yeah. yeah, so so we're, we're, that's how I was able to push it off to the side because you're more of a basketball fan and Larry Bird. I have to give credit to the Birdman. He was amazing at his job and he helped the Celtics so much. But uh, this is not the sports talks. This is the entrepreneur talk. So, Neil quickly introduce yourself so yeah I, I am neil rogers i am the um product of uh, eight children the seventh of eight in a irish catholic family grew up grew up outside of boston uh and uh the first four were subjected to strict catholic upbringing and as as things can happen uh they uh mom got a little mom and dad got a little tired they weren't as fire and brimstone after that so we kind of got got a, we didn't have to go to parochial school or any of that stuff but uh but i uh but i i grew up right outside of boston i had i was a 
mediocre student. I, uh, I, as a matter of fact, I, I, I was, I, when I graduated high school, I was 17 years old. And in May of my senior year, I said to my, my mother, I said, is there something I should be doing next year? Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. No. But remember this now, I mean, in this, this day and age, I mean, I know that we did, um, you know, we had our kids, we, we didn't have them planned. Jokingly, I always say we had our kids planned up from DNA right up until today, right? And it was just a different time back then. I mean, it was rare that, uh, you know, you went on college visits or any of that stuff. I mean, we that never showed up on our radar screen at all. So I, uh, but I, 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 I did go out. I did, I did try the college thing. I uh, failed first time through. Uh, I then, uh, while all the while I was working in the hospitality business, always in some form of fashion in the kitchen, bus boy, all that stuff from the age of 14 on. And, uh, I, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> and then I became bar back. I don't know if you're familiar with that up in Montreal. I was a bar back for a while. So, yeah, so you, you worked hard. Yeah. <laughs> you get the glory. Like I finally did. No, you got the sweat and the anger right. of people. That's what we got as a and you had to tell, you had to keep on telling everybody, no, I can't, I can't pull you through. This is the yes, dude over here. Yeah. yeah. So so I uh, so uh so anyways, I, I after failing, I uh decided that I thought the bartending looked pretty cool. So that was my 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 level of interest. Like, hey, that looks cool. Let me try that. So I go out and I I, I set my sights on getting a bar job. I did. I got it in a little place uh, on the beach where I grew up, summer, uh, and it was south of Boston. And um, I discovered that that I like to serve people, that I enjoyed that immediate feedback. And although my academic intelligence might not have been that might not have been up to stuff, my interpersonal intelligence and my intrapersonal intelligence was very high. So I was good with people. I was good with putting them together, you know, serving them, having middle small talk conversations, that type of thing. And I, I felt really strong about what I felt. Well, I mean, after my self esteem was really low at this point. I said, "Well, this is this. I could be good at something," you know. And don't get me wrong. In high school, I was a I was a decent student. I was a middle of the road athlete, you know, just kind of like, you know, right there. Um, but I had friends, I could sing a little, I could dance and I had some, you know, I had some things that not everybody had. And so I, uh, I, I decided that this might be this, although I realized almost out of the gate, it wasn't something I wanted to do long-term, mm. but I did think that maybe I could be at hotel restaurant management. So I, uh, I got my, I got, got back into another college in hotel restaurant management, swing and a miss. And so, and you know, I might've been distracted a little, let's say. And so I, um, uh, but still I wasn't, I wasn't enamored with it. And, and I'm, I'm not going to blame it all on that. It was, was immaturity and all that, that, that got me in, got me in Dutch again. But I, um, what I did get back, so I stayed in the, in the, in the bartending world and people would say that, you know, with your, you know, the way that you are and the way that you work with people you should, you'd probably be good in sales. Okay. So there's, so now I've got some track. And so what I did was I, I went back to school. I said, well, I've got to get this degree and I got to buckle down. I got to figure this out. So I created my own little 
pro- process algorithm in today's parlance, and that would be they like you to show up in class, they like you to take note, to actively listen, to participate, to do the extra work. If you have trouble, ask them for the help, all those things. And then I created a little system on how I would create, how I would write my notes and organize my notes. So all these little things, I'm starting to build, you know, some, uh, uh, you know, my own process of how I'm doing things. And I became a very good student. So I learned how I learned on my own though. I mean, today, I mean, we have a, we have about, you mentioned PACE, P-A-S-E, parents, that's, we started that, uh, that could be about part of another conversation, but I have, I have, a, I have a child with autism who's mm-hmm. now 32 years old. So, but, uh, but I, but anyways, I created this process to, um, to, to, to get better, to get better at school. And then I took that same philosophy. And when I went out on the, when I started to go out on the road, I would use those things that I learned trying to go to school and behind the bar, like, you know, how to greet people. These are simple concepts for your, for your listeners, uh, these are the concepts. I'll give them to you before I, I, I riff on the other way. You know, it's 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 proper greeting. It's being organized. It's time management. What is your attitude? What's your aptitude? What's your ability? Um, how do you how do you resolve an issue? Do you, are you experienced in that? And all these things you come from. You know, what's your product knowledge like? What do you know outside of your world that it could be of benefit to your customers? Uh, and these are all these things, all these things. And you, when, you, when, you, when you see the book, you'll see that I work them in to where, how it was like in, in one of the chapters, it's called peripheral knowledge, which is the knowledge you have outside of your own gig. It's the knowledge a doorman has, right? You come outside of the, of the hotel, you say, where can I get, where can I, where, where, I as a matter of fact, recently, I, I, where we stayed at the Ritz, Ritz Carlton in Georgetown. And it was the, the it was pretty expensive. <laughs> it sounds pretty expensive, and I'm not you know, and that's not really our way to operate. But we did it. My son lives down there, so we went, and I came out, and I said to the I said to the uh, people at the at the uh, uh, the front desk, fully staffed by the way. Every time you walk through, there's four people there. So the service was the service was off the hook, but it, at that at X number of dollars a night, it was like wow. So we um, I asked him. I said. Is there anywhere within a quarter mile I might be be able to get a beer for less than twenty dollars? So she says, "Oh yeah, go to Clyde's." So I went down to Clyde's, and 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 you know, as luck would have it, one stool left at the bar. I sit down. I sit down at that stool, and this guy. So I gave it. I went to the guy that was sitting there. I say, "Is this open?" He goes, "Yeah, it's wide open." And he and he he wasn't turning his back to me, but it looked like he was engaged otherwise with with other people. So. You know, I wasn't going to engage him and in, in interrupt. So we go further. Finally, he turns back my way. We engage. We start chatting. I ask him, so what, what, what brings you down to Georgetown? So my son plays lacrosse. Oh, really? Where does he, who does he play? Does he play for Georgetown? I said, no, he plays for um, Providence College. Oh, you're, you're kind of up my way. He goes, oh, where are you from? I said, outside of Boston, around six miles. Whereabouts? Melrose. What's your name? Oh, Grew up in the same town. I did. I graduated with his sister. Holy smokes! So the point of all that is that little act of asking that question, like "Where do I go?" 
sends me down to a, a, an awesome place, which I just learned. I just had a, I, I, I just, I just saw something else recently on it, uh, Clyde's, but it is a famous bar down in Georgetown. So I've got, I've told this story. I don't know. We were down there in March. Had to be 30 times, maybe more. I don't know. Cause I think it's an, you know, it's just kind of a fun story and, and it kind of a, it kind of is an, ex, you know, as an example of what peripheral knowledge can do for you. Now that may not seem much to the person that sent me that way, but I went down there. It was a cool, you know, it was a cool bar. It was like, you know, it wasn't all opulent, like the Ritz Carlton where they, you know, they're shaking glasses the whole time and all that stuff. It's not my gig. Where's my, where's, where's my, where's my little light beer? So. Good little watering hole, you know, good people. That's, oh my God, that, that is. So, yeah. So the, these things that we talk about in here, you know, are the, are the golden rule type things and the overarching over, it, it, it isn't said in the book, but it, the, you can sense when you read it, the overarching uh, theme of the book is the golden rule. Do unto others, right? As you would have done to you. And so, and I think about a lot of times, every time I should say, when I'm in a sticky situation or I, I, I've got a, I've got a, I'm doing a deal. I think, how would I like this to be done to me? Right. And then that's the way we operate. You know, it's, uh, so th- these, so these guidelines and I've, I've started attaching my, in my talks about this little old adages that go along with these things. And it could be an R2 if I, if I, if I do a revision on the book. But like as an example, the importance of a proper greeting. Now, I don't know if you have Home Depots up there. Do you have, yeah, we have Home Depots. Okay, so Home Depot is an example I use in a talk I give about the importance of a proper greeting. Now, when Home Depot first came to this town, which is just over the border in, in New Hampshire, Massachusetts is right there. And it, they, you go into a home. So if you went down to Home Depot and at the time, right now I live in I live in a golf community with uh, in a in a big town home. So I sold my house five six years ago. And so when I did go to Home Depot, and believe me, I'm not a big DIY guy, I would walk through the door, and I'm the guy that needs the guidance. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can walk you back twenty some on twenty twenty five years ago. You'd walk through the door. There'd be a sea of people in orange aprons looking to help you. Hey, what can I do? What's your project like? Tell me what your budget is. Yada, yada. Let me take it over there. Here's the good, the better, the best. What's your budget again? Oh, okay. I think this would fit you just fine. Okay, great. Boom. You take it. You're off. You're off and running. Now they're hiding right there. So, I mean, what I do, so you know what I do now? I go to the local guy. And guess what happens when you walk through the door? Hey, how you doing? What's your project like? Where are we going? Yeah, yeah, let me take you over there. And that's what you get. As a matter of fact, one day uh, I was in my local uh, uh, sandwich shop, which is a really cool shop, which I actually call out in the book because of his organizational skills. Um, he, um, um, I, I ran into the guy who gave, who who worked the paint, the the, the paint section in, in, at Bell Tate's um, hardware store. I looked at it and said, you're the paint guy, aren't you? Or in Beltis, who says it? You are awesome. Thank you very much. Right? Mm-hmm. You never forget, you know, you go to your favorite bartender, you go to your favorite server, you're the people that take care of you, all those things. I don't mean give it away or any of that stuff. I'm talking about treat you good, treat you nice, acknowledge your girlfriend or your wife, your mother, your sister, your, whatever it may be, right? And so all these things. 
So in today's world though, right? And I know this is a digital, so I'm, I might be stepping on toes here, but I'll, I'm, I'm going for it anyways. But um, what these things are that we talk about in the book are the things that you should consider. Consider, I don't like to use the word should, do, or whatnot. Consider before you go chase the shiny new red tech toy, right? So the big thing now is AI. Mm-hmm. Everything's AI, AI is it, and every day. I don't even know how these people get any customers when they're texting you and emailing you uh, without any type of any type of warm greeting or whatnot. It's like I'm the AI guy. I don't know I am. It's like oh my goodness. And so, so if and so so and there's this great there's this great uh, you may not have seen maybe you have. Did you, so you kind of, you like, you have the Boston relationship because of the Canadians, the Canadian hockey team. Have you ever seen the movie Goodwill Hunting? Of course, a classic, a classic movie. So I got a friend of mine is, uh, does a lot of writing, a lot of blogging, and he, he comes out with these really great little articles. Almost, it seems weekly. He's so prolific. And so he's actually, he graduated a year ahead of my daughter, brilliant kid, number one in the class. And went to Bentley on a full scholarship. And he's he says, so he sends this thing out. He t- and, and I changed it up a little bit because I say in my talk, I say tech is no threat to me. Right. And so, and what and then it, we go into so this iconic scene in the movie where Sean, Robin Williams character, frustrated yet again with Will, Matt Damon's character, and they're sitting on the park bench. Right. And and sh- and Robin in whatever Boston accent he's trying to do, isn't it? You don't know a thing. You've never been out of Boston. Sure, I got to ask you about art, and you give me the skinny on every art book ever written. But you don't know what the Sistine Chapels. You've never looked up in those seal and seen those beautiful seals. And so when he wrote this, I said, "Oh my goodness, this is my this is my opener for my keynote, my TED talk, whatever it may be," because. I'm selling something nobody's really buying right now. Holster, mm-hmm. right? But when I mean, you put it, when you frame it like this, and you say, you cannot, the technology that we have, and Lord knows it has changed our lives dramatically over the last 50 years, can't compete with your senses. Just can't, you know? And so, so the, you know, sure, you know, com- you know uh, cell phones act like computers. We're watching every movie we can on Prime and Netflix and and uh, Hulu and whatever. You know, Amazon has changed the shopping landscape completely. Um, uh, but and but why? It's a this. Why are coffee shops packed with people chatting back and forth? Why is Barbie breaking all sorts of records at the box office? How is it Taylor Swift? can sell out every to the I mean the followers and that my wife went to the to the show with my daughter and she's not you know she wasn't a, a, a devote a, vet, a devotee right and she came back the next you know I didn't see it till the morning, next morning so I was in bed she came back off the right <laughs> off the um why is it that why is it that you know with email marketing and and social media marketing what are so effective Riddle me this, Batman. Why is direct mail up in 2023? Now we rely on that wholly in our in our in our primary business. 
So in the end, and then, oh, by the way, in the shopping experience, we have a shoe store in this town that has not, not lost a step. No pun intended. <laughs> I didn't even catch that pun. Amazing pun. Thank you so much for putting that in there. And so he, uh, and, and the fundamental reason is, go back to Home Depot, and Beltate's the difference between they walk through the door of John 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 Coots's Alex shoes. Somebody greets you. What are you looking for? Takes you over there, sits you down, breaks out the and you, you probably don't know what the name of this is. The little device, the Brannock. Oh, I didn't know that, but thank you. The Brannock device. It was invented by some guy named Brannock. And then they 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 draw you over to the wall. What are you looking for? Same type of thing. You're looking for an athletic forward. You like Nike. Do you like this? Have you ever tried the Brooks Ghost? Whatever that may be. Then they bring out three or four pairs of different styles. They sit down, they fit you. Just as you did as a kid growing up, way back when. They're swamped. They, and they actually, even a few years ago, Nike doesn't service these types of businesses anymore. So if he doesn't even have a Nike rep, he still probably does tons of business with them. But he, you know what he's made? He's made Brooks, if you're familiar with Brooks. Mm. The number one shoe in his store. Number one shoe in his store. Because there's there's merit there. There's a product they can sell. They they can fit people. They and they go, Wow, why wouldn't I wear these? And the price is good, right? We're off and running. So and the there's a there's a book that we use a lot in our in our talks and whatnot called The Happiness Advantage. The guy's name who wrote the book is Sean Acor. Sean has had a wonderful um tech to, uh TED talk uh that it's 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 Bundles it all into about 12 minutes. He's got to move it along, but it's unbelievable. And he talks about, you know, the, the, uh, about it, certainly the study of happiness, which he did for 12 years at Harvard. There's a whole laundry list of things in there, like you, the, 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 the positive view sells 37 more, 37% more than the negative view. The, the productive view, the, 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 uh, the positive view is 31% more productive. Than the negative, right? Seems to be logical, but people aren't really working on their but people aren't working on their happiness every day, and we profess to. And you'll read it in chapter in the positive activity part of the, cha- of, uh, of the book. But the 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 one that I really love, and the one that I think really sums up what's happening and why people still want to go to coffee shop and go see Taylor Swift live and 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 go to John Cooten's Alex shoes store, is because. You're, the indicator that Sean discovered in his study of your long-term happiness and longevity, how long you're going to live, is it direct relate, just directly related to the breadth and the depth of your social interaction. Hmm. I love that. And it, I, I think that's amazing. And like I told you before we jumped on, I've done multiple interviews today, so I think... They, I love this social interaction, so I, I'm hoping I'm hitting the, the depth and the, the length of my life. Oh, apologize. There's uh, just tra- garbage outside. But um, I would love to move into a bit of edu- more educating. You gave us a great piece of advice with the uh, proper greeting. Whenever you're meeting someone for the first time, give them that great greeting so that they feel like you're there for them, just like when you go to, when you used to go to Home Depot and have the the hundreds of people waiting for you, and now you go to the local and guy the 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 salesperson is right there, willing to help you win and not trying to hide from you. I would love another piece of advice for someone starting their business. 
like like you you have you've you started pat uh, uh pace pace right or pop it was a, it, pace was a non-for-profit we started okay okay my, what, what was that? And was in uh, was in food was in food distribution, athletic footwear and apparel, and now for the last twenty seven years, uh, corporate logo merchandise or swag. Ooh, yeah. So we've been very successful in that. We've been uh, we've been very blessed with uh, with our business, but we've used the same process over and over again. <laughs> what is it? Uh, the entrepreneurial space has obviously changed from when you first started to where we are today, obviously with the, the advent of internet taking over and tech and that, what has stayed the same for you? Like, what have you seen stay the same in the entrepreneurial space? Well, I, I think that, um, in our world, you know, we've never, we've never done the whole cradle to grave business deal. We don't, we, we, we've been, I've been a rep. So I'm taking other people's products and selling it. My risk was I was a commission rep. Mm-hmm. So that was my entrepreneurial spirit. I had developed my own territory. I had to work it. I had to, I had to remain positive, stay on the road, be creative, do things that other people didn't do. Uh, and in this business, very, very similar. We're a distributor. We don't hold any inventory, but we're salespeople. So really it's, it's so nice. So my expertise is in business development. So every entrepreneur, no matter who you are, you should have a structured business development process. Because especially if you are, if you are, if you start, if you, if you're going to be the, you're going to be the person that's the one on paper hanger, you know, doing all the work and this, that, and the other thing, you better have something structured so that you, you're not losing, keeping your eye off the ball of what? Getting customers that will pay you to keep the machine going. So we, we suggest, our thing is that we say this, and this is what I did when I shifted from the food business, which I just got going in a good, good direction. Um, it was, um, but the, I, I didn't, much like I didn't see my future in bartending, I didn't see my future running in and out of every kitchen. And I, and I, and it looked to me like if I wanted to make the money that I wanted to make, I don't know if I could make enough sales calls to make that, to make, make the money I want to make. So when I was when I was given the opportunity to join a, a rep agency with with very successful guys that I knew, I said I'll jump on with that. And so when I but what I did was while and the, the day was done in the food business at two thirty, right? Because if you couldn't get if you couldn't if you can't ship it the next day, nobody wants to see it. I mean, mm-hmm. you take the orders right up to two thirty, and we put them on these put them in these little little computer little computers little order whatever it was and then we put the the coupler on the phone on the payphone right and we sent it over 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 the uh, what is it analog, analog line right you you the uh, yeah the the analog method yeah so so what I would do after two thirty I'd go home and I'd stop mapping up my territory in the footwear business so I've given my two week notice. So I, I'm prepping, I'm organizing, I'm getting ready to go. Even though I'm not creating the product or this, that, and the other thing, I'm starting with no money coming in. So I got to get, I got to get, I got to get a running start. And so I had, by the time, by, you know, getting, got my samples, organized them, laced them up, um, got, got, uh, got instruction on how to do that. Did it, did it exactly how they wanted me to do it. And that I was ready to go to stop making phone calls and setting appointments to go book the next season. So everything, everything was done in season. So in the fall, you book for spring, you might get a little holiday push or something like that. 
uh, and whatnot. So I was ready, and so I I did most of New England. So I had I had a, I had to map it out where I was going to go because now I'm responsible for the hotels and the gas. So these are all. So that's that, again. That's so I, I I may not have costs of the, the the product, but I've got the cost of doing business. So we 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 then and then we do this structured deal where we we just show up, and if we don't get an appointment, we show up. We show up with a catalog with a nice note, maybe a sample, a leave behind, something just to say I've been here. I'm a hardworking guy. I want to be part of. I want to be part of your team, and. If you do that enough, even though they're not buying from you right now, they're going to give you a play because you've got something. But also, you have to have something you could sell. I mean, yeah. you know, that's and you know that's the rule. So, so and then when we started, we started the promotional business. We had a very simple way of doing things. Again, this is all like old school. When you read this thing, there are no complex marketing theories of this. It's how do you show up? How do you show up creatively? And so when we first started the promotional business, we did a thing called power packing. This was not our idea. It was, it was something that was, that was done previous to, previous to us, but we followed it by, by the law. And essentially what that was is, and it can't be done anymore in a post 9-11 world because you can't walk into a building and, you know, leave things behind and all that, which is what we would do, what we would do. And so we would always engage we always engage the the front desk person, and they'd be like, they see they see the little bag with the you know the the paper coming out. And, oh, that's intriguing. So we made sure they could see it, and we tell them, I am Neil Rogers. I am with uh, Rogers Marketing. I do corporate logo merchandise. Could you tell me who might be doing, who might I could speak to in uh, in your in your in your company? Oh, that would be Bill from Sales or June from HR. Cool. Would you mind giving them that place? You know, you take down the number simply, email. I don't even know. I don't even know. We used much email back then, number and whatnot. And then this one, the person behind the desk thinks they're getting something. A little disappointed when it's not for them, but you always had something else to hand that. That's for you. And we built the first part of our business on doing that. Now, once that went away, we developed. We started developing what we call now positive activity. Which is a trademark program that we're that we're that we that we've developed over time using all the concepts and what you'll see in the book, and it's actually one chapter, but we have a whole program on, it, right? But essentially, and what happened is also that the, now this is uh, I, this is really getting to the crux of the, of the question now on on what on, in process. We do a whole process here, which includes getting your mindset right. So, and this happened in 2008. I don't know it was like in Canada. It wasn't that great down here. And so business was bad. Where are we going to get this? And we, you know, little mild picks, still had kids in college, you know, tuitions, all nine yards. Don't want to dip into retirements or any of that, that stuff or our cash or whatever. And so, um, so my wife discovered along with my daughter, a, it was a little, little, uh, fair here in town of all people from, you know, my, the mindful world. And my daughter had had, uh, had, a, had, had a head injury during her college career as a lacrosse player. And she was into this stuff. She really got going with that. So my wife went and we le- and started learning about getting your mindset right and the importance of positivity 
And then we read, we started being disciples of the book, Think and Grow Rich. So we read, we wrote Think and Grow, we read Think and Grow Rich. We got the workbook. We went along and did the whole thing. We said our affirmations in the morning. We said our affirmations in the night. What our desire was, what our plan was going to be, what the, what the amount of money that we wanted to be at at the end of the day. And so all this, but what we, but we do now, what we make sure now is that in, in, um, in positive activity and positive activity defined in my definition, our little ditty that we have for it. Positive activity is, is the practice because we are yoga people. It's not a perfect, it's a practice of getting your mindset right in the area of positivity, which takes you to an open-minded solution, providing divergent thinking, creative. So now you're sitting in a place of, you don't see problems anymore. You only see solutions, right? Because your mind is right. You're not, oh, poor me. Why did this happen to me? Why didn't they give me the order? There's enough for everybody. Keep going. Keep going. Keep doing the process. And then so so once you're in that creative state, that leads to productivity. Now, your productivity part of this, mine is in business development. It could be anything. You know, you get your mindset right, you get creative, you're a musician. You're going to write better. You're going to play better. Matter of fact, I'm giving this talk at the Berkeley School of Music. In the uh, the, uh, school of the the business of songwriting. So all the business, you know, because all these guys are brilliant. And we talk about musical intelligence. um, But probably can't sell the way out of the as you said, their their peripheral business, they don't have that. They they're so focused, and they they got their blinders on. Now you're going to just open up their blinders, so their peripherals gets bigger and bigger. I love it. Um, but now the productivity. So now the the whole point of it. So when we say to people is, and so then the business development part of it says, what business are you in? Who can buy what you sell? Why would they buy from you? Can you tell it to them on one sheet of paper? Do you have do you have a structured way of following up to people of people that you know, people that you meet, and people that you you buy? So that's the that's the our least favorite, right? We want to see referrals. We want to see the we want to do business with people that we know do business. And then are you prepared for that first meeting? And you know how to you got to structure a fifteen minute coffee meeting without losing somebody, without overselling them. You just try to see, you just try to judge whether or not what you have is truly going to benefit them. We want to hear a lot from what they have to say, because we're going to make an assessment on our end. Can I help you? Can I help this person? Sometimes you can't. And and the in, integrity says, move along. Let me send you somewhere else. Right? You do that process. So in that process, so that process that was followed when I started the food business, unbeknownst to me, I was just doing it. I used to get in my car and I put little sticky notes on my on my um, on my dashboard. Stay out on the road. It's the it's just getting started. Make more sales calls. Give the samples. Whatever it was, it was some sort of little positive affirmation. And I hadn't read book one on it yet. It was just it ate in me that uh, I I I I just knew that being more positive made me feel better. And so. Uh, but the, the, what we say is, once your activity, by doing all those activities, activity begets activity, right? Then you get on this little bit of a roll. People, people are responding. You're getting an order. You're they're requesting quotes. 
you know, you're, 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 and you're hitting singles and doubles. Then all of a sudden, you look up, and it may not be in the first 90 days, but you look somewhere along the line, you stay with the, a process like this. Oh, by the way, tweak it however way you want, right? You know, make it your own. But the fundamentals, the lanes are, are set for you in this book. And you'll be amazed at where you are and where your head's at when, you, when you're at that point. I can, I can only imagine. And Neil, I would love to continue on, but we're coming close to the end and I need to get my, my, my spark question. This is the question I ask all my, my guests because, um, surprisingly it's, it's the piece of advice that I always wish I have your 10 year old self right beside me, um, gung ho ready to go watch a Celtics game and see boss and take it home. What piece of advice are you giving your 10 year old self? So. I think you got to listen to your mentors and your mentors at that juncture are your parents. They, they're not, they, they're, they're not completely off the rails. They do have some experience. They only want what's best for you. Um, I would suggest that the biggest notion that you get is you, is you stay, it's not happening, it's not happening to you, right? If something, something goes wrong, take some ownership. What did I do here? Well, you know, okay, so I, I, I didn't do well on that test. How could I have done better? Tough concept to get across to a 10 year old, but, but it's like you maybe baby step it in there, but you have got to, you have, it's the most important lesson I've learned in business. And it was, it was given to me by, um, a kind of a crazy sales guy that, um, that was just, you know, a, a real jokester amongst the, amongst the other reps and whatnot. But you put him in front of a customer, and I think also, and that was his advice to me. It's like, whenever anything goes wrong here, so you you didn't make a team. So back to the ten year old, you didn't make a team. Did I work hard enough? Did I practice enough? Was I out shooting hoops in the backyard? Was I doing wall ball with lacrosse? Am I shooting pucks? Am I you know am I am I doing the right things? Um, so I mean, those are the things. And you know, and again, back to the schooling part. Why didn't I get a good grade on the test? Am I listening in class? Am I paying attention? Am I asking questions? Am I dealing those? And those are all the things. Heck, I want to like my 17-year-old self to it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. true. Uh, Neil, I'm going to jump off stage here because that was a great piece of advice to give uh, a 10-year-old self, 17-year-old self. Hell, even a 37-year-old self needs to hear that they need to take accountability for their actions because uh, that's how you you grow. It helps you take uh, make yourself a better person. I'm going to jump off stage here. I want you to let my audience know where they can connect with you, where they can get your book, Bar Tips, so that they can uh, start mapping out and getting better processes out. So Bar Tips is available at Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all the major online stores. I know I've seen it at Walmart and a few others, but primarily it's been, it's been people have been buying them on Amazon. Uh, if they would like to reach out to me directly, you can re you send me an email, Neil, N-E-I-L at Rogmark, R-O-G as in George, M as in Mary, A-R-K dot net, Neil at Rogmark.net. There you go. Excellent. Neil, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom with my audience. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Same here, Phil. I enjoyed it. Excellent. To my audience, remember to check out the show notes down below to get all the connections to Roger, his book, and send him an email to help you go to the next level. And remember to always 
always invest in yourself. Hey, digital entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Now, if you're looking to take your podcast to the next level, like most of these entrepreneurs have taken their business to the next level to scale it, if you will, make sure you check out my brand new newsletter. Links are down below. It is called the Monetization Mogul Syndicate Newsletter, or it could be Phil Better Stories of Monetization Moguls or Making Moguls is what I do. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. But I want to thank you very much for listening. And as always, remember to invest.